in a world where no one knows what they're talking about except me. Hi, this is Couch <laughs> Coaches. I'm Lacey. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Drew. Say hi, Drew. What's going on, guys? Yeah, so uh, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode as well as all the previous ones. Uh, according to our, you know, our statistics, you were saying, Drew, we were getting more followers. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It's an exciting time. Um, and listen, obviously, I mean, uh, it's super appreciated because, like, what's so crazy is, like, you know, just two people loving football and just talking about it randomly and it's a random banter and other people like it too, which is just super cool. And hopefully soon we'll be out local, some bars, and get you guys to join us on some of these episodes. It's really yeah. fun. All right. Um, yeah, so why don't we get started? I want to talk about something. I don't know if you want to, Drew. If you want to, you're more than welcome to. Um, so I, I love when you shotgun these things. But come on, let's do it. Um, so I want to talk about the rule changes that NFL just made to... The, alleg- the the Pledge of Allegiance, whether, okay. you know, with the players and them having to participate. So the rule change now is... National Anthem, you mean. National Anthem. Yeah. Um, you have to be... If you're out on the field, you have to be standing for the National Anthem. Right. You are given the option that if you don't want to, you could wait in the in the halls, in the tunnels, in the right. locker room, whatever. But right. if you're on the field, you have to stand. If you don't, you could be fined and or suspended by the NFL... And the NFL gives powers to each team separately to also discipline players if they want to for doing the same thing. Which has always been the case, by the way. That, yeah. that hasn't changed. I mean, that's always been the same. The, lead, they, the ownership could have always disciplined the players. So I like how they, they highlighted that. But, you know, at any rate, go on. Sorry. I don't like it. Okay. I, I personally don't like it. Not because I necessarily agree with players kneeling. Because um, I feel like there's a better way they could try to promote their message. But the thing is, the message is not disrespect to the flag. It's them using that time, whether appropriate or not, mm-hmm. to promote the, what they feel like is injustice. Sure. Okay. And I, I feel like, just like any other person, these players have a right to that voice, to that opinion. Do I wish they would do it in a better way than kneeling during the anthem? Personally, yes. But I don't think it's right to strip away the fact that you take that chance away and they're like, well, yeah, you don't have to stand for the anthem, which was never the cause anyway. But, you know, if you're not going to go back in the locker rooms and the tunnels or whatever and they're just taking that chance away for them to promote an important issue to them because they're people to Yeah, you know, I... um I'm probably not going to weigh in a whole heck of a lot, right? Yeah, we're not, we don't want to get because, too political here, guys. Yeah, 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 and that's not the point. I, I just think that um, I think I think the NFL had to do something. Um, I, I think it's no compromise is going to be good enough, and, and that's just what it is. I think it's probably the closest thing to good enough, I guess. Um, but listen, I'm with you. You know, I have a couple of friends that are in the military, and I know we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but you know, I've got a couple of friends that are in the military and have, have been in for for four, eight, twelve, sixteen years. And um, I'm going to be honest with you. Most of them err on the side of, hey, listen, th- you know, that's why we go fight, right? Yeah. That's what we for stand them to for. Have the freedom to do this, right? We and they all agree. You know, their all thing is the same as you, right? I, I don't agree with it, right? I mean, if they want to make a stance, if they want to promote it, right? Go to some, go to some schools, right? Like, like preach your message to some people that really, really need to hear it on a forum. That I mean, because you have the global forum, right? You know, kneeling isn't necessarily doing that, right? There's better ways, you, there are better outlets you have to do yeah. that. Um, so they all agree on that, but they all also say, I mean, I'm not all. I'll say 90%, literally, I mean, are like, hey, listen, that's why we do what we do. So they have the right to be able to kneel and the freedom to do that. And I'm not going to tell, and they're not going to tell you that you can't. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That being said, I think I'm not like outraged by what the NFL did. I'm not like super pro it. But at the same time, again, if you're the NFL and looking at it as a business, right? Not a human rights movement, right? But as a business. I can see what they're saying. I think the other part of that too, if I'm not mistaken, is if you're a member of the coaching staff, 
you have to be on the field and you have to stand. That players have an option was my understanding of the rule. That part I did not see. That's possible. I'm not sure. Um, we'll have to do some more research on that. But I know that's not what the show is about. It just, I think, guess it stems back to the fact that I know a lot of things we talk about business decisions, and I agree with you, especially when it comes to the front office. <coughs> but when it comes to personal issues like that, like telling any player in any sport, you can't speak your mind because you're sure. here to just entertain us. 100% I agree. I 100% disagree with. And I think that's what it stems from, but that's enough on this topic. I just wanted to touch on it because it was something important to me. I'm with you. I'm with you. So let's move on. Hey, 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 really quick, really quick. Uh, who's this guy? Oh, you mean this guy? Yeah, this one this that guy? just walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's um, this guy? All right, guys, tonight we have our first guest with us, our special guest. Um, if you've been listening to the past episodes, you probably can guess who it is. We got Kevin here, who is our number one heckler, if you've under, if you've been listening to the episodes. Kevin, you want to say hi to the people? How's it going, guys? Um, he's going to join us tonight. He's going to have some fun with us. We're going to go over some of the things. Um I want Kevin, though, while we have him here, before we got into tonight, tonight's episode, to, if you've been following the episodes, we've been arguing about whether DeAndre Hopkins is a top 10 receiver. Now, if you listen to the top, the, well, the top list, I'll get there, was I had DeAndre Hopkins in my top five. Yes. Drew didn't, Drew had him right outside his top five, so Drew is, you know, spared Kevin's wrath, okay? <laughs> I have him at number three. Kevin makes the point that you can totally not have him in your top five, which is I I, under, I can understand and I have no problem with. But I have a gripe with Kevin because he says he can make an eighty to ninety percent, you know, decision here to not have him in the top ten, and I think he's insane. And I called him out for it last episode, and he's here tonight to speak his case. So Kevin, what do you got? Okay, so outside of the top five or. Let me say top three. Everybody has no gripes about Julio, OBJ, Antonio. Well, OBJ was my number five. No, but yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Most speaking, people, sure. that's where it goes. I'll agree. Now, in no particular order, you have Mike Evans. Love the guy. Michael sure. Thomas. Love the guy. Demarius Thomas. Mm. Passes prime. Keenan Allen. Amari Cooper. Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Doug Baldwin. Golden Tate, I originally said, and I might have been speaking sideways only because I'm a fan of Golden Tate's. Uh, A.J. Green, and that's about it. Now, what I did is I went in and I looked up their stats. Oh, man, I'm ready. Now, okay, let me ask you a question. Okay, what, what's, the, what's the time frame of these stats that you captured? The stats that I did that he's were career average. Oh, per, no. career average. Okay. Does that put Larry Fitzgerald number one? No, it does not. Actually. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You would be surprised who's number one. It right. doesn't matter how many years somebody's played. It's what they've averaged every year. It's an sure. average per year. Usually that's the case as long as after so many years. Because if you got one year or, you know, ten years, the numbers can be skewed. But for, you know, for most cases, you're correct. Continue. If you're between that three and eight-year yeah, range, sure. yeah. it's really not going to help. Absolutely. Um, so, for their, or, well, alright, Keenan Allen, a thousand yards a year is what he averages. He's been in a league. Exactly a thousand? A thousand. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Alright, alright, alright. I can see that. I can see that. He's also been in the league for four years. Averages 5.5 touchdowns a year and 80 catches a year. Hopkins. 
1,173 yards a year, 7.2 touchdowns a year, and 88.6 yards per year. Okay. Really not that far off of Keenan Allen, but again, you guys said, well, not you. Nick said Allen was out of the question because how much he gets hurt, but yet he put Andrew Luck into his top three with his injury history. Doug Baldwin, who I liked. That's a fair argument. 990 yards per year, 7.3 touchdowns per year with 73.8 receptions a year. Not far off of Hopkins again. Okay. Demarius Thomas, 1.2, yeah, 1 point, 1,236 yards per year, 8.1 touchdowns per year, 89 catches per year. Demarius Thomas has been in the league seven years. Larry Fitzgerald, I know you guys don't want to hear it, so I'll skip over him. Well, but we love Larry Fitz. Actually, yeah, Larry. Let's actually his average is 1,195 yards per year okay. with 8.4 touchdowns and 94 catches. So he's been a little bit better than uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. In okay. touchdowns and catches. Okay, yes, cool. not in yards. Right, close in yards, yep. Jarvis Landry, 1,300 yards a year with 7.3 touchdowns a year and 133 receptions a year. He's the leader in receptions. Sure. Right. Uh, Michael Thomas, 1,191. I know you weren't a big fan of his because I heard the last yeah, episode right, when I said right. this. Right. Average is seven yards, I mean, seven TDs a year with 98 catches a year. Granny's only been in the league two years. Sure. But if he projects the same way, that's mm-hmm. why I did average over career. Top player, A.J. Green, 1,368 yards. Per year. That's a little bit over, I think, the average that I, that I thought he had. I with, think he had about 11, 1,200. With 9.5 touchdowns per year and 92 catches a year. Wow. So, with that being said, <coughs> the guys that I've listed, Hopkins can be put out of the top 10. No, hang on. Uh, let me just, let me just ask one yeah. question. Okay. okay. On the notes, too. So, so, let me just, so here's my only thing, right? So, you mentioned some people that I really don't agree with. So, I'm going to go with Demarius Thomas first. Okay. I just want you to name, who's the best quarterback Demarius Thomas has ever had thrown to him? Peyton Manning. Who's the best quarterback DeAndre Hopkins has ever thrown to him? Matt Schott. Fair. Okay. Who is the best no, quarterback? Hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done. We let you go through your piece, guys. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so I was making so, a point to the whole Peyton Manning thing. But okay. Cool. But, uh, but so here's what I would be interested in. I would be interested in how inflated... The Demarius Thomas average is. Uh, by the way, I was guessing, I was hand gesturing for everybody who was in the league six years. I didn't know he was in the league seven, so that extra year caught me. Um, but of the years he's had Peyton Manning, I would be interested to see the inflation of numbers. Because I will guarantee, okay, and I, I'm, I'm literally not looking at anything right now. By the way, guys, we don't do this episode with anything more than literally a small, small piece of notebook paper, all right? So. I would venture to believe that every single number that you named has been inflated during the Peyton Manning era. I will say that the second best quarterback that DeAndre Hopkins has ever had, arguably, has been Deshaun Watson, who we've seen for six games. And how well was Peyton Manning when he played for Denver? He had one good year when they went to the Super Bowl. So... I would actually I say he, he had two good years. Uh, the last one was his worst year when they won the Super Bowl. I, yeah, right. I was going to say. Whoa, whoa. That's not even my case with, and I'm, a lot of those receivers, you're right. So I'm just going to trim some of the fat right here. Okay. That's fine. Now, I'm not going to include Jarvis Landry. I'm not going to include Demarius Thomas. I'm not Why would you include? Well, I'll, well, I'll get there. I'm not including Larry Fitz, and I'm not including 
uh, AJ Green. Okay, just for this one thing I'm about to say. Okay, every other receiver. Okay, now this is all opinion based. I have DeAndre Hopkins above all these guys. Okay, every other receiver was roughly about the same as you said, but slightly lower in almost everything. I'm not including the ones that I excluded from this. Okay, so if you're going by statistics, then statistically he ranks above all of them. Okay, now. For the ones that I did include, Larry Fitzgerald, great guy. But again, we're talking about players in the prime right now. His career averages might be that high, and that's fine because of all the years he played. All right, But he's not a player in his prime right now. He's not going to outperform those guys, including who I think, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, AJ Green. AJ Green, I have no problem with you pointing because I had him at number four, one yeah. right behind <clears throat> Hopkins. I had him in my conservative rank, right? In my conservative rank, taking out T.Y., right? Mm-hmm. I had him above DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. So, again, I don't, I don't disagree with that either. I'm with you. Right. And, and with that one, the only reason I had Hopkins above AJ Green is because of his athletic, <laughs> physical potential and that what he shows on the field where AJ Green isn't as physical as athletic. Um, to, to just add really quick, sorry, I don't no, want to, but, but just to add to your argument over Larry Fitz, right? I would, I would also argue that Larry Fitz has been in a far more consistent offensive. I mean, there's no question. It, it's undebatable. He's been in a more consistent offensive system. He's had more consistent quarterback talent around him. He's had more pro bowlers at quarterback. Okay. Carson Palmer. Really? Kurt Warner, Carson Palmer, Kurt yeah, Warner, Kurt Warner, Carson Palmer, both Warner. pro bowlers, by yeah. the way. Um, so both pro bowlers, there has not been one pro bowler that has come out of Houston that has thrown a ball to DeAndre Hopkins. I lied. I think Matt Schaub hit. Didn't Matt Schaub, I think he did. Because I think they I only think have one season together, maybe. And he was a, he was a substitute. One thing. Yeah, so he said Larry Fitzgerald is in, in his prime. I just pulled up his numbers. Last year, 109 receptions for 1,156 yards with an average of 10.6 per catch with six TDs. Okay, so that, six TDs aren't prime numbers. His... But DeAndre Hopkins averages a touchdown every two games. That's his average. So how is that? <clears throat> okay, do me, do me a favor. No, really no, just let me finish this and you can get to it. Okay, is the fact that when I was saying about what I, what I was saying about uh, Larry Fitz is the fact that yeah, he hit the he hit the catches numbers because they don't really have anyone else to throw to. Not going to argue that. Um and yeah. That's great and all, but the fact that his yardage is down, okay. 1,100 is down? You, oh, in, so. in, well, I mean, that's in still so. down in comparison to DeAndre Hopkins. He had 1,300-yard season. 200 but, yards. Okay, yes. But yards. That, what I'm saying is, all right, so he had 1,100 yards. He's the only target in that offense, no matter who's throwing, and he still only put up six touchdowns for someone who's supposed to be in the prime, and you're only thrown to that guy. That's without David Johnson, too, so it's not like someone was taking away those snaps. All right, and as for Jarvis Landry, I love Jarvis Landry. I'm not going to argue my love for Jarvis Landry, okay? But the fact is, he's a slot corner. He's not bigger. As much as I would love him on my team, I would take him over DeAndre Hopkins just if it was if I was building a team. Sure, he's I not going to get the same looks and the same use and make the same, you know, ma- matchup problems as DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you're 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 fine to. Disagree, and that's what this whole thing is. It's fine if you disagree with me. I mean, but I mean, that's just personally how I feel. I mean, and everybody's. I'm I'm just saying I could have made a case to put Hopkins out of the top ten. I I, I I think I did a pretty good job. I think I think you've I think you've made a case 
And listen, I've already had them in the top five, so this is super easy. And I think I'm, you made I'm a case that you can have them at the, the bottom of a top ten. Not yeah, out of the top ten. exactly. I think you made a good case that you can have them out of the top five. Frankly, I still have them. You know, again, I, I, you have them at six. six. Or seven. I have them at six, so I'm good with it. But uh, I don't think you can make a case for having them out of the top ten. But at any rate, um, you know. Uh, I, I appreciate you, uh, Kevin, coming on and, and arguing the DeAndre Hopkins thing. It's super awesome. And uh, and thanks so much for, for coming in and being opinionated and, and knowing that uh, we still love you, kind of, uh, <laughs> at the end of the episode. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, yeah, anyway, what, what else is on the table today? What else is on the agenda? Well, before I continue, our our, uh, our friend over here, Dustin, um, he came up to me and he let me know that other than the years Peyton Manning was there, I think he said Demarius Thomas had never hit before or after over 1,000 yards. So, Ooh. that was a fun little fact of information. He came over and whispered that in my ear. That's why I choked up a little bit there. But yeah, other than the years that Peyton Manning was there, apparently Demarius Thomas has never been over a thousand yards. Yeah, yeah. Right. and for those of you, I know we mentioned Dustin before. Uh, for those of you that doesn't don't know, uh, you know Dustin. Uh, Dustin not only a fan, Dustin does some review work with us as well. Uh, so Dustin, shout out to you, you're the man. Uh, thanks for that. Hopefully, so. one day we can get him on a show, but he's too ignorant. Anyway, <laughs> all right, so. So we're going to move on. We're going to do our top ten tonight, which Kevin's going to be a part of. He's not going to do his list, but he's going to call us out if he disagrees with us, which is why we got him here. And if we forget anyone, he's going to make sure we he gets some recognition. All right, so we're going to do our top ten DBs. We're adding the safeties and corners to mix it up a little bit um, because some of us might consider a certain safety higher than some of the top corners. And, you know, that's totally opinion-based. And, again, we want to hear our backlash about this. But um, that's what we're going to do tonight. Drew, you want to start off or should I? Rock, three, scissors? Alright, ready? Just one game, not best out of three. Right, That's a man's game, ready? Rock, three, scissors, shoot. Kill. Right. Got it. I'll start it off. Okay. Alright, so, uh, I, for the record, I won. Alright, so, uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so I'll start at number 10, right? At number 10, I've got a, uh, I've got a corner. Okay. I've got a corner who's fresh to the league, relatively. Oh. Um, and, uh, who I think, uh, in a very depleted defensive system, um, is is a uh, is already a rising star, obviously defensive rookie of the year, and uh, that is uh, Marshawn Lattimore. A ten of the Saints. Okay. So um, okay. Right. at ten. At ten. But, Kevin, uh, before you get right, right, right. Kevin, one question: Do you want to take Drew's place on the show? I couldn't do that. So so you you got higher? Okay, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, So um, Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, I've got a ten, and the only reason why he's not higher. Okay, and I'm just going to be totally honest with you. Personally, I'm going to show some, some some love here a little bit, right? I love, I love Marshawn Lattimore's game. I love the elevation he's been able to bring to the Saints defense. I think that he elevates the game dramatically of players around him. It's not even subtle, and I think we can all agree on that. Um, but what I will say is this, okay? Marshawn Lattimore, for the amount of time that he has spent in the league, which... What's that, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, I, right, right. So I don't think that, um, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that I can put him much higher right now. I mean, because listen, top 10 is a massive honor, okay? Massive honor to be in the top 10. Um, I just don't think that I can put him outside of that. Raw, raw talent last year? Of course he's, he's, he's higher, right? There's no question looking at his production. Um, and again, the impact he's had on the, on the defense. But uh, I just want to see more. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I like Marshawn Lattimore. I do have him higher on this list. I mean, it's just I'm looking at impact, and yes, he had one year. But for those same reasons you like him, I'm like, 
he's showing what he could be, what sure. he was last year. I mean, a rookie leader on defense is is, uh, is unheard of to some yeah. degree. And he right? looks like he played man zone. He's big enough to go one on one with these guys. <clears throat> Absolutely, you know. And he he was just a clear cut defensive yeah. rookie. Of the I year mean, last pre- year. Pre- press man coverage. I think there was only three corners in the league better. Uh, so I mean, seriously, I mean, phenomenal guy. So I just, yeah, I, I was surprised. More. Surprised not that you had him on your list, but that it was at ten. <coughs> I thought you were surprised you had him on the list for no, a second. I was no. going to start asking for a real place. No, Jesus. No. Um, all right, so number ten. All right, guys. As you've heard before, Drew has said I'm a defensive person. I'm a DP person. My position is safety, and that's where I'm going to kick off my list. But not too far off from what Drew did. I had to get this guy because of projection. I have at number ten Jamal Adams, the safety from the New York Jets. Okay. Um, I like the kid a lot. People, That's almost a little sleeper of you, but I like that. I mean, people could, would argue Kevin Bayard might have been the best safety last year, and I think you can make that case, but I still think Jamal Adams was better. Jamal Adams will come down and hit you. He, he wrap up tackles. He's not just a, you know laying you out. He can cover. He covered back. He could play one high. He brought leadership as a rookie. He brought a new attitude to that defense that might have been the only thing the Jets had last year. And I think he just showed a lot of potential. I think if Lattimore didn't win Rookie of the Year, if he didn't play as good as he did, Jamal Adams would have walked away with it. Um, and I think you're going to see a big leap going from his rookie year into his second year, being the leader of that defense, one of the leaders of that team. And I think he's going to be arguably in the Pro Bowl talk next year. Yeah, I mean, I could I could agree with that for his okay. So so for the for the position he plays on that defense, right? For his ability to, I mean, we saw it all year last year. For his ability to read a quarterback, right? I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ! Can you imagine this guy in five years if he keeps up what he's doing right now? I mean, uh, yeah, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary in the secondary there, and God knows the Jets need it, right? I mean, the Jets they, need someone. They, they, they might have got something. their quarterback this year, but you know, um, they need something. Yeah, yeah. So they they have a young another team with a young defensive leader. So uh, so no man. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, <clears throat> coming in at number nine. Okay, I'm gonna get a lot of slack for this. I think I feel like all, all of our lists are like are like uh, our troll lists almost, right? <laughs> I but think that's where the part of the fun comes from. The way I know. Those troll these guys. Number nine. Okay. Some uh, not even some. I would say you're a moron if coming into this season you didn't have him number one. Okay, but again, I'm doing it based on value to a team's defense, and I guess now it might be higher. But anyway, with recent trades, but uh, or releases of players. But number nine, I've got Eric Berry. Okay, okay. Uh, So um, Eric Berry, safety, Kansas City. So I I think that again, when we talk about a leader of defense, there's I've honestly only got uh, two defensive players clear cut ahead of Eric Berry in just. Raw drive, passion, and leadership when he's on the field. And the defense being a better, a different place. Now, Marcus Peters took up a lot of that leadership role, right? I mean, he, he really put the defense on his shoulders. He carried it. He had a lot of, um, what do I want to say? Uh, I mean, he was obviously a, a dramatic impact player. I mean, uh, you know, one of the greatest corners out there. And maybe, maybe you'll hear from him a little bit or about him a little bit more here. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for, for what he brings to that defense in Kansas City, you know, I, there's a couple people in the league that I can think of that do it better. Um, but Eric Berry, when we talk about the intangibles, right, uh, being a leader, we talk about his ability to see the field, cover he the field, sideline to sideline. cancer um, to right. come back and have Get a huge fuck fucking... Get the fuck out of here. See, the fuck, the num- he was the number one projected safety coming into this league. I mean, obviously he got injured, right? He was yeah. out. But, but coming into this season, he was the number one projected safety. Number one. What the fuck? Dude fights off cancer, okay? <laughs> Comes back to play in the league and is unquestionably... Again, third, you can argue second, best leader on defense in the entire league in Eric Berry. I mean, tremendous. 
I I mean I agree with almost everything you said, and for that reason I I I just have to add this. He's the kind of player you want. Safety is an important position that always gets overlooked. It's your last line of defense. Alright, and there's not many players I would want over Eric Berry in that backfield, alright, making sure that he's not gonna miss a tackle, he's not gonna blow a coverage, he's gonna lead that team, he's gonna be there when I need him. Agreed. And I'm leaving it at that because he's also my number nine. Eric Berry's my number nine. Um, oh, I'm starting, wow. I'm starting off with two. There we go, two man. Safeties. I didn't. You know, what's funny is, is we have no idea who's either list is well, at we all never whatsoever. Do. So, yeah. uh, so that's pretty cool. No, and to that, that, guys, these guys don't look at each other's list. Yeah, yeah, um, that's uh, that's cool. That's but yeah, awesome. so uh, Eric Gray was my number nine, closely followed by no, my number eight. But we're gonna have to wait to see who that is. Ooh. Drew, you're right back up. All right, that's no fun. My <laughs> my number eight. Uh, my number eight, uh, Richard Sherman. Rich, okay, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna argue Richard Sherman. Like. You know, Richard Sherman. Um, you know, we're gonna see. I mean, obviously coming off of an injury, playing for a new team, playing for a new defensive coordinator. You know, uh, there in San Francisco. So we're gonna see what it brings. But you know, when I'm thinking not only leadership, right, but when I'm thinking just insane talent at the position. You know, some people started knocking uh, Richard Sherman towards you know for the first uh, you know two three years he was in the, or two years he was in the league there. Um, you know, only playing one side of the field, right? He only covers one side of the field. He only covers one side of the field. He doesn't travel the field. Um, I think we saw more of that. Obviously in Seattle, they started utilizing him a little bit more. Hell, I saw him lining up the slot. Yeah. Sure, right, right. But um, you know, I, I think that uh, I think when you talk intangibles and raw ability of a corner. Um, I mean, Richard Sherman is, is, is as good as it gets. You know who Richard Sherman reminds me of? Richard Sherman's NBA comparison for me. Oh, okay, here we here go. Here we go. Seriously, no, no, no. His, NBA, his NBA comparison to me, Richard Sherman, is literally his attitude is Michael Jordan-esque. Okay? I'm not saying... His I'm not saying style. Right, his play style. Because Michael Jordan is the guy that's going to come, he's going to chew in your face... Right, he's gonna ball on you all day. He's gonna talk some smack, but he's gonna deliver at the end of the day. And yeah, I, I think, think that uh, I think that uh, I think that you know to uh, uh, you know to, to come into the league and do what Richard Sherman's been able to do at such a consistent level. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously brings him to uh, to my number eight. So, uh, all right, um, I didn't think this was the way my list was gonna start. I, I like Richard Sherman a lot. I think he is. Starting his decline, not a big decline. I think he's just starting the slight of his decline. Well, we'll see. Um, but you can make the argument he's a top ten. I don't have him on my top ten. Richard Sherman isn't even on my top ten list. Ooh. I have him just outside. Um, my number eight, and I wasn't trying to have this be a, a theme here. It's Landon Collins of the New York Giants. Man, um, Landon Collins at number eight. Landon Collins at number eight. Um, uh, Kevin obviously doesn't like that. You should see his reaction. Um, but. He got up and walked away, folks. Um, but Landon Collins, I have at number eight. Um, I think he's arguably the wow. third or fourth best safety in the league. Um, but he's a young yeah. buck. Wow. He's shown that he can cover. He can come down and hit you. I think that's what fans know him more for, tackling, oh, yeah. coming up and hitting. But he brings a nastiness to that defense on the Giants. He brings an attitude to that Giants defense. He was hurt somewhat last year. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but he right. can cover. He's not like he's a liability in coverage. He's young. No, I think he's no. only going to get better. I think he's going to be a consistent pro bowler. You know what I mean? And I think he's going to be a consistent leader for that defense. Wow. And I, I have... Like, you got him all the way... I, I'm, I'm actually honestly shocked. You know what's funny is, you know, some people might be thinking, wow, he has him as high as eight. 
I'm kind of shocked you have him as low as I think that's what Kevin's thinking, too. Yeah. Truthfully, I'm Easter shocked you have him as low as defensive signal caller. I mean, yeah, he's, he's that defense. I'm he's saying, the heart of the defense. Saying, Eli Apple is nothing without Larry oh, Holmes. Eli Apple is nothing anyway. Oh, yeah, true, like, true, 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 right. I know, yeah, well, yeah, what's yeah. the other guy that they got from the Cowboys? Norris Jenkins. Norris Jenkins. Norris Jenkins, But DRC, baby. But I don't even care. I have two. I'll let you know. On this list, I have two more safeties above him. No, three more safeties above him. And I have seven more players above him. You're insane. Okay. Well, all, all we know is you're insane. So uh, so now that you're insane, uh, I'm going to number seven, right? So you're going to number seven, yeah. Number seven. So uh, number seven, I've got uh, Jalen Ramsey. You're fucking nuts. <laughs> can, I, can I please get so, a different host? I've got Jalen Ramsey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you want him higher? I, I mean, guys, maybe not okay. right now, but in you the can future, argue maybe him. we could get yeah. another person. You, here. you can argue. So, I'm talking about <laughs> fucking Jalen Collins. Oh, higher. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, you mean? Or Jalen Ramsey <laughs> and Jalen Collins, Jesus Christ. Jalen Ramsey. You got him higher? Yeah, I'm, I thought you said oh, well, we no, want no, a higher. No, I'm no, like, no, no, yes. no, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> listen, Jalen Ramsey, you can, you can have. You're, you're in for a shocker for me, really quick. I'm no, gonna, you're really in for a shocker. Then, go ahead. So, so, so you're in for a shocker. So, you know, Jalen Ramsey, listen. Uh, again, a guy you could argue. You can argue that that Jalen Ramsey. I would listen to an argument that he is a top two or three corner in the league. Okay, yeah. right now, mm-hmm. absolutely no question. Yeah, sure. Personally, I've got, I've got one, two, three corners ahead of him. Okay. But you can argue him that he's a top two or three corner in the league, right? Especially after his recent performance. Sure, whatever. You know, we forget about the help that he's had on the other side of the ball. And we, we, we forget about the, uh, you know, the advantages that he's been given working in the system that he is. But listen, hey, hey, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I put Jalen Ramsey at number seven. Um, I think still at being seven is a phenomenal honor. I mean, again, when we're talking press cover guy... You can argue there's not a better and listen. I hate I hate the word I hate the phrase cover corner because every single cornerback in the fucking league is a cover corner for the most like, part. Yeah, I yeah. hate that phrase. <laughs> I hate it so coverage. much. So I hate that goddamn <clears throat> phrase. But if I'm gonna use it, you can argue that Jalen Ramsey is the second best cover corner on his team. So. Let's uh, let's. I'm gonna leave it at that because I got I got a surprise oh coming God, later I'm on. Oh my God! I'm so fucking here. I got a surprise uh, coming later on, baby. All right. So uh, uh, as much as I was saying we're hiring, I mean I'm not ruling it out yet. But I mean <laughs> the fact is, I am more of a defensive person. Drew, besides not knowing what he's talking about, oh, you know, loves man. his offensive here side of the ball go. more. You know that's why we you know, that's that's why this duo works out really good. By the way, guys, because oh, so so guys. a little bit of background, a little bit of background story. Um, you know, we are, we are, we are big proponents of the, of, of opposite sides of the football. So, um, so, so while, uh, uh, you know, while I, I don't know that I'm the, the defensive genius on the team here, right? <laughs> I will, uh, I will make a case with anybody that wants to come on and make one otherwise that I can keep Jalen Ramsey out of the top 10, out of the top five, out of the top five. Go on. Next. All right. All right. So number seven, I have Marshawn Lattimore. All right. Sure. I, I want to put him higher. I really do. I, I feel like he deserves higher, but I just can't as of right now. One year? You got him at seven. Okay. I have him at seven. Okay, because like you said... You got him above Landon Collins. I have him above Landon Collins. All right. Okay. Because of this, even though I'm more... Safety is my position. That's fucking nuts. Corner is usually valued higher than safety, and you can skate by 
okay? I think with average safeties and average corners. Now, if you have shit at safety, you're fucked, okay? But you can get by with at league average safeties where if you go with league average corners, most, most games you're going to get burned. Okay, so I feel like even though I'm a safety, corners are valued more. They most of them deserve to be higher on those lists. Marshawn Lattimore at number seven. We we already kind of touched on it, so I'm not, I don't want to go over it too much. He can man, he can zone. He's a tall, rangy corner. He locks down for the most point. He was going against top tier talent, all right, and was limiting them. Maybe not locking them down, but limiting them in his first year. He brings a new look to that secondary in, in uh, New Orleans, who. Constantly was either an influx of bad talent in New Orleans, let alone the secondary. Um, I don't know if I'd go bad as much as horribly utilized. Oh, okay. Well, you know, whatever. Sure. But um, Lattimore brings something. He automatically became the best player on that defense, in my opinion. And I think he's only going to get better. I think he's better right now, Kevin, because of that look than Cameron Jordan, who is who I'm assuming that you're, you know, yes. you're thinking of. But I, and Cameron Jordan's a good player. Well, I think he's better than Cameron Jordan. Yeah. So, so, I mean... Honestly, I don't even see Lattimore in the top ten, but that's because of personal reasons doing the yeah. schools and... All right, so I have Marshall Lattimore at number seven. Okay. Fair enough. So now now my number six. My number six, Harrison Smith. Okay. Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Safety. I'm okay with that. So, <clears throat> I think um, I'm okay Harrison Smith, who you can almost argue is, is I, I mean... All right. Undervalued? Uh, underrated? Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm going to tell you right now that if you're listening to this list, or if you're listening to this list right now, and you've even thought about Harrison Smith before saying his name, you're a goddamn liar. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, most people forget about a white safety that's just hanging out back there chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like some sleeper white safety just freaking hanging out back there. I didn't there. know white uh, guys played defense. <laughs> I know! Other than right? maybe line, middle linebacker from the 80s. I'm not quite right, sure. Yeah. No, but seriously, I mean, uh, Harrison Smith, listen, for what uh, for what he brings to the defense up there in Minnesota, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you know, uh, listen, I'm not going to sit here and speak to Minnesota's defense, right? Anybody who's anybody knows that, that Minnesota right now has a defense that's built for success moving forward. I mean, uh, Xavier Rhodes, I mean, you got a couple people that are getting aged, right? you got a couple people that have moved from outside to squad. I mean, you, you've, you've got a um, an interesting front seven in Minnesota, uh, you know, but... Love Everson Griffin. Continue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but listen, Minnesota's secondary is nothing to contest with. Um, you know, I think they're going to be a top four defense again this year, top three defense again this year. And, uh, you know, I think part of that is going to be Why they win the NFC North, right? All right, get out of here. Uh, that's going to be why, uh, you know, Harrison Smith is, is such a valuable player and uh, obviously why he is number six on my list. Okay. So, so Starting right around this time, I'm hitting players that I want to push up the board higher, but I just can't. And it's going to be by very thin margins how I have these players ranked. At number six, a player we haven't talked about yet, so I can actually talk about them a little bit here. Oh, geez. Patrick Peterson from the Cardinals. What? Patrick Peterson from oh, the Cardinals. Holy fuck. Do you have any more beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more beer? yeah, help yourself. Right, There's right, some in the okay. fridge. Jesus. All right, so while he's walking away, I can get you know, away, you know, talking here. Patrick Peterson, okay. You can argue as a top corner in the league. No, I don't think you can really argue it at most points. No. He can do both. I don't think he excels at one what? of the other. Wait, wait, just listen. I'm not saying he's not a top talent at man or zone, okay? Because he is. What I'm saying is he doesn't excel at one or the other. What I'm saying is he's probably the most athletic corner in the league because he can turn around and play returner. He can turn around and play receiver. 
Okay. Can you listen to what this guy's saying right now? I just want to have one comment after he's done. If you go ahead, someone. please. Go ahead. Patrick Peterson is a great covered corner. Okay, that's his job. He locks down a lot of receivers. He likes turning the ball over because once they get in his hands, he's still looking for forced fumbles, stripping the ball, stuff like that. He reads the quarterback very well. But there are times I've seen him against lesser, what should be lesser talent receivers than himself, get beat and on a decent, consistent basis in a game. Okay, and as much as I like him, he has the size, he has the speed, he has the knowledge. You know, and he brings great leadership. Leadership. I can't see him putting above the other five guys right now that I have on this list. You know, uh, yeah. So, Kevin, listen, you had something you want to add. I want to, I wanted to help you get this off your chest. Let's do it. I kind of can do you, you see where Nick goes with number six? Because I only see two other corners higher than him. I only but see there's one. only one person that Patrick Peterson has no answer for, and that's Julio Jones. Because every time they play Atlanta... Julio owns Patrick Peterson. He can't even come close to stopping. Okay. And but that's the, Julio. I mean, come on. Like, but, come on. But one of the other corners that I have above him has shut Julio out. All right. Let's save. Let's save. Let's save it. I'm excited. Wait, now I feel bad that, I have, six. that wow. I have three corners instead of two. You have off three of, above Patrick Peterson. Three above Patrick Peterson. I have one. Well, that makes, means that you just don't know what you're talking you're about. You're a fucking... You're a ridiculous... ridiculous All right, so you're person. at five. Uh, number five. Um, and, and, and like you, right, I just want to preface with the fact that my five to one is by hair margins. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it really is. These because guys are this is the elite here. of the elite, right? Yeah. This is the this is the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady of the defense, right? I mean, just because there's just so many more defensive players than there are quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, that, that top two of, of the... Of, yeah, right, of the secondary. So, uh, number five, I've got Marcus Peters. Okay, I guess I can be okay with that, maybe. Uh, so, so, Marcus Peters at number five... And, and listen, there's no question. Actually, to be honest with you, has anybody like has anybody defended more passes than Marcus Peters since he got into the league? Intercepted more passes? No. Since Marcus Peters has come into the league three seasons ago, he's going into his fourth year. Right. Yeah, no one has year. more interceptions than Marcus Peters. Sure, I can see that. I can see that. I, I don't think. Uh, I think there's like two people that have maybe more. Uh, no, one that has more defended passes. I mean, like this guy is a monster. I mean, the QBR of a quarterback throwing to Marcus Peters, I mean, it's got to be under 60. I mean, there's just no way it's higher. There's no way it's higher. Surprisingly enough, actually, to Patrick Peterson, because I didn't weigh in on that at all. But the Patrick Peterson thing, would you believe that the QBR of a quarterback throwing to Patrick Peterson is, and I'm I'm guessing here, probably between like 75 and like 85? I would not believe that. I believe it would be way lower. You would think. I I don't think so. But anyway, uh, maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe that's something we'll have um, to look up. Yeah, yeah. But at any rate, yeah, we'll Google. Get some Googling going. Do you want to Google that really quick? Actually, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Um, so, um, well, you give it to our intern, Dustin. Yeah. A QBR against Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. QBR when QBR when Patrick Peterson started. Interceptions led last year. No, since he went in the league. Since Marcus he's the league. Peters, since he's been in the league, has more interceptions than any other the, And the only person, honestly, even and close would probably be Richard Sherman. Would be the only Against Patrick Peterson. That's you, you'll get paid to figure out what's a stat, damn it. Yeah. Um, you're, right now, you're like a sub-intern on this on this show. <laughs> you, you don't get to tell us that QBR is not a stat. We might agree, agree or disagree with you, but that's up to the viewers, damn it. <laughs> so, um, so at any rate, seriously though, Marcus Peters, number five. I mean, I think if you have him outside of your top five, you're a fucking idiot. 
Uh, I mean, Marcus Peters, incredible player. I agree totally with that comment that if you have him outside the top five. And again, five, remember, I'm talking really thin margins here. It really thin but margins. You're wrong. Right. <laughs> you're just not correct. Yeah. Um, um, I'm glad I'm with a bunch of egotistical guys. <laughs> <laughs> listen, so, uh, so listen, we're just fired up. We're just passionate, you know what I mean? All right, so <laughs> Marcus Peters, I'm, listen, I'm done. I'm done. Number five. I had Patrick five. Peterson at six. If, there, if there's a better ball hog in the league, let me know, by the way. Heads up. I, I had Patrick Peterson no. at number six. I would argue if there's a better ball hog, ball hog his name's fucking Casey Hayward. Yeah, that's a name we're not going to talk about today. But anyway, no, sorry. But I had him on my, like, consideration list. But okay. I, I talk about a ball there. hog, dude. Um, Jesus. Um, I had Patrick Peterson at number six, and now this was a very easily switchable with who I'm about to say at number five, okay? Could be a little bit of bias. You guys made me feel bad for putting Patrick Peterson at six, okay? At five, I have Harrison Smith from Minnesota. Sure, I see that. I, I meant when I said earlier when you were talking about him that he is completely underrated. People either don't know about him sometimes, they forget about him, and whatever it may be, okay, people just don't... They, he's like the second, third, fourth person they think about on that Minnesota defense, right? You ask top safeties, Harrison Smith, unless you considerably follow football, yeah, he's not don't think of Harrison list. Smith. Um, and it, it's a shame because he's a solid tackler. He comes down, he wraps you up. He can hit you pretty hard sometimes. He can lower the boom. It's just not as often as some other safeties. But he's a good wrap-up tackler. He's a lot better in coverage um, than people realize. He's put back there single high a lot of the time, so in case a corner gets beat, he's going to cover them. Um, I just don't think people understand how great of a player he is, and I don't want to get into it too much because of the fact that you already went over him, but um, yeah, I have him at number five. Again, maybe a little bit biased because hey, I'm a I'm safety, not, but... I'm not uh, I'm, I'm not mad about it. Listen, you know, I, I uh, you know, obviously had him a little bit lower, but I could, I could totally see it right there. I could totally, uh, I could totally see it right there. Um, going to the top four. I mean, honestly, the top, you know, listen, top five is the elite of the elite. Um, number yeah, four, my is four is going to be weird then. Gonna be, uh, it's going to be an interesting four, okay? You had him a little bit lower, still on the list, though. But I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Landon Collins. What? I'm taking Landon Collins at four. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Uh, I mean, Landon Collins is a heart of that fucking defense, man. Okay, I mean, good for that fucking team. Okay, okay, like, but listen, coming into the year, okay, coming into, listen, all right, all right, the Giants did not have the year defensively that anyone, and, and fucking call bullshit on this, I dare you, they did not have the defense this year that anyone expected them to have, okay? No, I just subpar, totally that. subpar at best, okay, defense to what was going to be considered a top three defense in the NFL. Top five this defense, year. I would have said yes. On paper, too bad we don't play with paper teams here, but on paper, they should have been a top five defense. Listen, and I, I agree 110%. But you know who had, right? You know who still had a... I don't know. Um, so, I'm going to retract my previous statement. But uh, <laughs> what I'm going to say is this. So, or the statement I was going to make, because I, I thought about how uh, how uh, I could probably argue against myself. So, I'm going to do that. Um, listen, all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, Landon Collins, and, and there is only one guy that plays uh, Landon Collins' position that I have above him. And uh, for anybody that can't guess it by now, like... Fucking just turn this off. Press stop. <laughs> shut down the fucking podcast. Just stop. Stop watching football, actually. And actually, Landon Collins um, was the number one ranked safety going into this season. Oh, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would, uh, mm, I don't know. According to NFL Network. 
I could do that. Personally, I wouldn't do that. But I could see that. I could see that. I mean, Landon Collins, a fucking monster, dude. There's only one safety in the league that I would take right now over Landon Collins, and we'll talk about him later on. Okay, I was going to say, I hope you could see that. You have him ranked higher than the guy you, you would have put at number one in Eric Berry. Sure. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, guys, it's getting nitty-gritty. I, don't, I didn't think I would have this player this high, and... I have to say, maybe he's been good for the past couple seasons, but I think maybe this past season kind of changed my opinion a little bit and put him higher on this list than I meant to. Well, not that I meant to, but that I expected to. And that's Xavier Rhodes from Minnesota. Back to back Vikings. He was arguably, arguably, statistically, I'm not sure on his stats, but the number one corner this past season. That was the one player that. Totally shut Julio Jones out that I mentioned earlier. Xavier Listen, Rhodes. Listen, I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. I want to no. You go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying Xavier Rhodes. Okay, they asked it now. I don't know how he doesn't have so many snaps at zone compared to man because they right like to run man in that Minnesota defense. They're a press cover right. defense, and that Minnesota defense so much is often looked at such a group, which is a good thing when you play defensive side of the ball. Okay, that fans don't really often. Eliminate one player that comes to mind when you think of the Minnesota defense. But Marshawn Lattimore, and Marshawn Lattimore, Xavier Rhodes, okay, can about any receiver line up one on one, press or off man coverage, and for the most part, completely take them out of the game. And there's just not many corners you could do that. And like like I said, Patrick Peterson, the reason he was lower is he's probably the most athletic corner. He could do everything above average, do everything really good, and he's going to go for the turnover. But there's games where you're thinking, oh, he's going to shut this guy down, and the guy has a touchdown catch on him in 80-some yards or you know over 100 yards and two touchdowns. And it's just like you don't see that with Xavier Rhodes. Now, I'm not, like I said, he doesn't play much zone. I'm sure he's average at zone. Okay, I'm not. I don't. I don't know if he's exceptional yeah. at zone, but at man, I don't know if maybe, maybe you could argue there's one corner better. So I think that there is absolutely one corner better at man, and I, I don't. I think that not a lot of people think this name. I really don't. He's in my top three, and we're gonna get to him. Um, but listen, I, I, he's not in my top ten. Xavier is not Obviously, my top ten, right? So uh, now, I know, right, 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 right. You actually have him arguably super high, frankly, for me. Um, I think that's really, really high. And I'm not saying it's taking anything away from him. But at any rate, let's roll because we're going to hit a game a little later on and we're getting our tour. A new game, guys. So, yeah, so, so number three, I'm not going to talk a lot really quick. I'm just hitting Patrick Peterson. Number three, overall, it, listen, it is what it is, guys. If you don't agree with it, eat shit. I don't care. Okay, Patrick Peterson has been one of the most consistent corners in the game. Um, arguably, the, it's very, very rare when you have a corner that is a leader on defense. And that you looked, and I shouldn't say very, very rare, but you have Patrick Peterson, who's consistently been the leadership of that defense, who has consistently been a guy that if you go against, you can bank is going to get shut down. Patrick Peterson very rarely had safety help over the top. Okay, you didn't have the honey badger fucking floating around, right? So, I mean, like, you don't, you didn't, he didn't have safety help over the top a lot of the times. Patrick Peterson's a one-on-one guy. He's pressing you the line. He's a, uh, he's a cover guy. I think he gave up a little bit more on QBR than we all think he did overall, right? But I think that Patrick Peterson's an epic gap closer. Um, I think he stays with you. Um, I think he's not afraid to get rough at the point of the ball and, uh, he'll get two hands on you. And he can do that. I mean, so. like you said about the QBR, but if you're like Dustin, you don't consider QBR stats, so that doesn't matter. Um, Passer rating for Patrick Peterson, but, though, is 72.9. Boom! And he only let up 43 catches out of 79 thrown to him. Yeah, what is it, like 44% or something? 45% probably? Something like that, yeah. 43 over 79, that's more than 50%. 43 catches allowed on 74 targets. All right, so, yeah, he he allowed out of passes thrown his uh, way more than 50%. Completion percentage. Yeah. Right. 
So, okay. That's so, um, the thing is, he when he wasn't hurt, and I know we say that a lot, he did have Tyron Matthew, okay? He has Tony Jefferson, who went from an undrafted free agent to one of the better co- safeties or top 10 safeties in the league, okay? He did have help on the defense. He had a rush at Sherilyn Jones and stuff like that. Um, Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell. Carlos sure. Dansby. But Carlos we're, we're going to move this down a little bit. All right, so Carlos at number three, I, he's... He's my favorite corner in the league, like just personal preference. I have him at number three. It's Marcus Peters. Okay, Marcus Peters, like I said before, he's no one's had more interceptions, which I think is extremely important. Obviously, at the position since he's been in the league, you know, he does take chances at the balls. It's not necessarily the worst thing. He doesn't let too many big plays. People get the bad image of him, but he's my second ranked corner and probably my favorite corner. I think he deserves to be top three. I I can't argue with that. Hundred percent. That would suggest that you're right. So uh, my number two is going to be very, very interesting. Nobody's getting this one. And, man, is this the ghost in the dark. A.J. Boyer. Number two. All right. I'm going to let you say your thing. I'm not going to interrupt. Okay. Okay, But what I want to say is that he's a very, very good corner. He's a great corner. He's – I can't stress that enough, basically. But he's not in the top ten. Okay, great. So A.J. Boyer, number two. Um, AJ Boye and, and Dustin, you want to hit me with this really quick? Can you check, um, passer rating against AJ Boye? I, I'd appreciate that if you could, man. Love you. Um, so passer rating against AJ Boye, I would guess is in the lowest three in the entire league would be my guess. Okay. And, um, I, listen, I love AJ Boye to frickin' death. I think when we talked about man corners, okay, I would argue that A.J. Boye is a better man corner than Patrick Peters, without question. He doesn't get the recognition for it, and here's why, okay, ready? He doesn't get the number recognition for it because he doesn't get the number of takeaways, okay? He doesn't get the number of strips. Go ahead. He's not just in the top three. He has the lowest quarterback rating of 39. Oh, wait a minute. Not just in the top three. Rating. He said quarterback. Okay. So QBR... If you, against, stat. if you consider it a stat, QBR against AJ Boye is what, Dustin? 39. 39, which is the lowest in the league. Who's next lowest? Ever. Lowest ever. Oh, shit. Man, Dustin, I love you. You know what? That's funny. This is why. That's, that's like, a se- like a couple seasons ago arguing that Nambi was the best corner just because no, yeah. he and covered so well. rating, the real stat... Real stat, passer rating. 31.6. So, also the lowest in the league history. Ever. No, <laughs> absolutely not. That's what the stat. That's what the stats. That's what the stats suggest. The QBR. No, yeah, absolutely not. Hundred percent not. That's what the stat suggests. AJ Boy is my number two. Eat it, baby. Like I, said, I don't have a problem with you, him being on your number ten, but as high as number two, I think you're ridiculous. Okay, All right, number two. Oh, my favorite safety, Earl Thomas. Okay, Earl Thomas. Love it. Respect right. the shit out of that. Um, you're not going to find a better leader, I don't think, at mm-hmm. safety. He's, he's, I don't think there's a better cover safety at free safety in the league. Okay, He goes sideline to sideline. He takes away mistakes that other people in that secondary will allow to happen. He comes down. He tackles. He's a reliable, solid tackler. And the, it shows, and you see it if you watch football, that any season that he's hurt, the games that he misses, the numbers jump up for that defense about how many yards they allow, how many touchdowns they allow. And it's just, he's an eraser. That's the best way I could put it. He's an eraser. The run get the ball, he's going to come down, stop you from getting anywhere. He's a solid tackler. He's going to come over. He's going to take away any receivers that beat their corners, which now without Richard Sherman, they don't really have anyone. Shaquille Griffin's going to have to stand up. He is the best safety in the league. Um, no question whatsoever. I'm going to touch on it in a second because Earl Thomas is my number one. Okay. And uh, Earl Thomas, I'm going to take everything that you said 
and I'm going to add on that he is the number one leader on defense in the entire NFL. The number one leader on defense. And here's why I say that. When you take Earl Thomas out of the game, okay, you have a defense that looks nothing, nothing like it looks like with Earl Thomas in the game. Nothing. They don't play the same football. They don't communicate effectively enough. They're losing their shit on defense when Earl Thomas is not on the field. Uh, In my opinion, Earl Thomas is uh, the number one most valuable player to their respective defense in the league, Earl Thomas, number one. Really quick update on the stat, by the way. Uh, Dustin was doing some more research. He's on like seven devices at a time right now. Hang on this out. So Dustin, you're the fucking man. I love you. And uh, so Dustin's on, hit some AJ Boye. 39 was too high. It's actually lower than 39. Was it 31? It was 31. 31. Oh! Put this into perspective. For a QBR rating to be 39, right? Now this is all season though. Would be a spike every play that he's on the field and he had a 31 for the whole season <laughs> nuts nuts my man appreciate you so right, earl thomas number one number one for me if you haven't guessed it because i haven't said his name yet but i know he deserves to be on the list is jalen ramsey sure and i say that because i think after these past two years he has come up and has, he he brings everything that we talked about in old safeties and man and being able to lock receivers down and take them out of plays and out of games but he brings the attitude, which is why I put him above maybe two and three at my corners, that you want from a defender, that you want from a game. He's going to come up and fucking hit you. And right. he's not going to, you know, he's not going to let you get away in the run game. Obviously, he's better in coverage. He's going to lock you down completely. He brings the attitude. Yes, you know, he has up on this defense, but I still think he's the leader on that defense. I think right now, you cannot find a better DB at safety or corner than Jalen Ramsey. All you do is receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, cool. we were going to try a new game, but honestly, we, not, it's not that we actually don't have time this time, it's Which the fact that, surprisingly, as we were doing the show, we ruined the game that, um, stati- that we were going to use statistics for later on, so we're going to have to try it in a different episode. Um, and by the way, just so you know, the game was 100% Kevin. So if you're ever if you're ever a guest and you ever want to be a guest, let us know. But if you're ever a guest, that's one of the perks, right? You get to give a game. We have no idea who the players are. We don't have any idea, stats, nothing you're giving us for the game. And you just rattle it off and we go from memory. So but it's I pretty fun. I believe you guys forgot Rashad Jones, Keanu Neal. Keanu, okay. Yeah, good names. Uh, quick before I say that, I'm not going to talk about these players because we don't yeah. have time. Uh, Keanu Neal was in my top 15 without question. But 100%. I want to say these names because they're either... Rookies or second-year players that you want to keep your eye on. I want to say Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas from the Eagles, Armani Watts from the Chiefs, Josh Jackson from the Packers, Malik Hooker from the Chargers, uh, and Buda Baker from the Cardinals, and Marcus Williams Ooh. from the Saints. I was just going to say Marcus Williams. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. Names to keep an eye out for. Are we doing name association then? We're gonna if continue you want to, I want to get Kevin in on this. So, Ooh, okay, let's do it. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give Kevin one, and that's going to be yeah. it for tonight. All right. Cool. Alright, so Kevin, I'm gonna give you a random name and good, bad, whatever. I wanna I want you to Hopefully tell I me know the name. Yeah, I want you to tell me how it makes you feel. Okay. okay. And because I can get away with this a little bit more, I'm gonna give you a slightly older name. Not a crazy old name, but a slightly okay. older name. And I love the player, Teddy Bruski. Wow, really? What's Teddy the, Bruski? What's wrong with Teddy Bruski? <sighs> Honestly, just first wasn't a fan. Really? Yes. Really? I, I know he played with the Patriots and took him through all those Super Bowl runs and great linebacker. Not a fan. I think he was overrated. 
wow. I hope in there's some opinion. Patriot fans listening to this. No, I mean, I, I guess just like... I mean, great those leader, were, great guy. I get it. I just... I think he was overrated. Those were great defenses. There's a lot of big names on those, like Ronnie Harrison, Ty Law, whatever. And I'm not taking anything away from them. I just think he was the heart and soul of that defense. And I think he was also arguably maybe the most reliable player on that defense. I don't agree with that. And, I mean, play style. Like, I know... Yeah, yeah, against. Couple, it, all right. See, I, I can't argue you saying that. I'm just saying personally, I think he was the hardest. Yes. I think he was the most reliable when he was on the field. I think he was kind of what the defense looked for to kind of get everyone in the spots, make the plays, stuff like that. I can't believe he said overrated. Kind of like crushes my heart. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Um, so, all right, overrated is not what I expected. Guys, we were going to do one with Drew, but he had to go tinkle because he's a, a woman. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but... Give me another one. You can do him. I'll make it quick. All right. One All right. More. So I'm going to do one more. It's going to be with Kevin. Um, let me think of a good one quick. Uh, hmm. This is kind of difficult because I was only expecting to give you one. Um, all right. I'm going to give you one of my all-time favorites. You know what? No. Let me do this. Tony Gonzalez. Greatness. Greatness. I mean, I'm not going to argue it, but would you like to elaborate a little bit? Best ever. What is best ever choosing? at tight end? Best ever to yes. begin with? Best ever tight end. Best receiving tight end? He- no, best tight end ever. All right. Uh, did stuff off the field for the community. Hell of a guy. I would did say that we agree he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. I think his first year is this upcoming, you know, uh, shrine ceremony that he's up for. Or uh, next year's, I think, actually. Um, and I, I think we should be. You don't see it with tight ends in the Hall of Fame in general. I don't know if there's ever been a first ballot. I think he should be. All right, but that's tonight's show, guys. I know. Um, I know we're we're kind of kind of close. We say we always don't want to go over an hour, and we didn't hit, didn't hit that mark, but we don't want to go over. Oh, hey, wait, hang on, hang on. Before, before we get here. back, before we do, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I told so. the viewers that maybe we don't have time for years because you had to run cool. to the bathroom. Who's, is Kevin giving it? Kevin, Kevin give yeah, the name? Yeah, we're going to do one more since Drew made it back in time. <laughs> okay, okay. That's it. Kevin, give whatever random coach, player, former, now, whatever to Drew Let's do just it. to get let him Damn, I release his tension. And Ozzy Newsom. Yeah, you gave me a GM the other day, and I was. But yeah, hit me with it, man. Hit me with it. Anything you got. Somebody, hopefully, the viewers, hopefully the viewers can relate to. Yes. That's all I'll say. Viewers will know. Someone. Everybody knows. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Wow. I mean, when you talk, the first word that comes to mind, because I do always do that, right? And it's not a word, I guess the abbreviation is fucking goat, okay? I mean, Barry Sanders, what a monster. If you can't see a more, uh, you know, when we talk about dynamic players, you know, we uh, we have the offline conversation all the time of, uh, of college dynamic players, right? And I always argue that, that Johnny Manziel is, when we talk about dynamic, is arguably one of the most dynamic players we've ever seen in college football. And, uh, and I think you borderline, borderline agree. I borderline right. agree, yeah. Tim Tebow, I'll arguably. Vince right. Young? Ah, more dynamic than, I'd put Tim Tebow above Vince Young. But at any rate, at any rate, at any rate. Um, yeah, Barry Sanders, I mean, total monster, hate the Lions, but, uh, just kidding. But, uh, listen, Barry Sanders the man, and, uh, yeah. That's the NFC North bias. Um, no, so for when we're arguing about most dynamic college players, we got a vote for Manziel, a vote for Tebow, and a vote for Vince Young. All right, but that's tonight's episode, guys. We hope Let us know what you think. It. Yeah, I, we hope you enjoy it like every other episode. Glad, Kevin, we're glad you came on with us. Maybe we'll come back for a future guys. episode. Thanks, man. Sure, anytime. Right, tell us how much we're stupid again. 
Um, guys, so yeah, I mean, comments, questions, we love to interact with you guys, we want to see it more. If you have game ideas, apparently, like Kevin came prepared tonight, we want to try that. We're going to have to try Kevin's game in the future, since we ruined his game tonight, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, you want to say goodbye to the people, Dustin, since you helped out. See you guys. Yeah, listen, Dustin, honorable mention to Dustin really quick, backing me up with some stats. Maybe one day we'll uh, pay Big time stat guy. Yeah, 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 seriously. So, Dustin, appreciate you, you're the man. Uh, Kevin, as always, seriously, I mean, I mean, thanks so much for coming on. No, appreciate you. you. I mean, honestly, thanks for your viewership, dude. Seriously, I mean, that, that's been incredible. I mean, you're one of uh, a, a dozen people, maybe, that have listened to every single episode. Consistently, yeah. And, and seriously, we love you for that, so appreciate you big time. No. Starting uh, out now before we hit it big. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, and, and biggest thank you to everybody else listening. Uh, you know, if you don't want to be mentioned, you don't want to be on the show, and you're just a silent killer just hanging out listening to us on the drive from work, uh, we love you too. And uh, thanks so much for being the best part of the show. So. All right. Nice, guys. See you guys. Thanks.